This program is brought to you by BibleWayMedia.org, overseen by the Uloga Church of Christ in Uloga, Oklahoma. You're listening to For This I Bow My Knees with Tracy Frederick. So have you ever noticed the shift between Genesis chapter 2 and 3? It's pretty abrupt. I mean, up to chapter 3, life is just beautiful and idyllic. Chapter 2 ends with a beautiful account of God making women for Adam. So he will no longer be lonely. So he'll have a helper suitable for him. The poetic words that Adam said that describe his wife, well, they may even bring tears to our eyes at weddings. And they're found at the end of that chapter, chapter 2 in verses 23 and 24. They were companions for each other, Adam and Eve, living in the Garden of Eden created by God for their enjoyment. But then we abruptly change gears when chapter 3 begins with the description of the serpent Satan and the temptation that he laid down for Eve and that conversation. You know, it is, it's familiar to us all, but you'll notice if you read the first six verses of that chapter that we really don't know how the situation went down. I mean, we have the transcript of the conversation, but I think that some may have assumed based on modern cartoons, that Satan was in the tree. Now, that doesn't make sense, does it? I mean, Satan living or slithering around the branch of a tree that God told Adam and Eve not to touch? No, that's pretty ridiculous. So we can conclude that the conversation with Satan happened and happened, and then later, I don't know, maybe later that day, maybe a few minutes later, maybe a few days later or weeks later, Eve took a walk to look at that tree, and obviously she was thinking about that conversation, but not about the warning that God gave them. And I think there are a lot of questions to be questions to be asked about the events like this one and and others that are we're familiar with, like like the account found in Second Samuel chapter eleven, where David got up off of his bed to go to the rooftop to walk around a bit. And then he sees a woman bathing and then asking his servants to tell him who she was and then calling for her. Or we may have a question for Peter when he was standing at the fire and he denied Christ in Luke chapter 22. Maybe we even want to talk to Judas and have questions for him. Why did you do it? Why did you sell out the Christ? John chapter 18. Yeah, I think there are a lot of questions, aren't there? And and most of them have at the center, what were you thinking? And, and maybe we might assume that they weren't, that they, they weren't thinking. But I would argue differently. I mean, I believe that they were thinking that, that all their problems came about because they were thinking and convincing themselves that they could handle it. That they would never, it would never come to what it did or maybe they were thinking they were smarter or stronger or more dedicated than other people. Maybe they were thinking that it couldn't happen to them or that God really didn't mean the punishment that he was telling them that they would have. I think even Judas, chosen by Jesus, was dedicated at one time. But something changed. Somehow, these people lost their way somewhere in their thinking. Like the journey the Israelites took on their way to the place God promised them in Exodus chapter 34, verse 10. 
See, God tells them that he's making a covenant with them. He will perform miracles for them so they will see the working of the Lord. And he warns them to observe all the commandments as he will drive out the Amorites, the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, the Hevites, and the Jebusites. Verses 10 and 11. That's what he is going to do for them. And then the Holy Spirit records in verse 12 through 16 some things that God told them that they needed to think about, that they needed to do. He said, Take heed to yourself, lest you make a covenant with the inhabitants of the land where you are going, lest it be a snare in your mind. But you shall destroy their altars, break their sacred pillars, and cut down their wooden images. For you shall worship no other god, for the Lord whose name is, whose name is Jealous is a jealous god. Lest you make a covenant with the inhabitants of the land, and they play the harlot with their gods and make sacrifice to their gods, and one of them invites you, and you eat of his sacrifice, and you make of his daughters for your sons. And his daughters to play the harlot with their gods and make your sons play the harlot with their gods. And they did, you know, they did leave God. Read Numbers chapter 25. It all happened exactly as God warned them not to do because he knew it would happen. God told them to think, to be realistic about what they were about to deal with where they were going, who they were going to encounter. He told them the temptations they would face and how easily everything can go wrong and how quickly. God knew and God warned them. Take heed. Watch yourself. Otherwise, you might. And we just might. Like Eve or David or Peter or even Judas. We just might, if we don't watch ourselves, if we don't take heed. God has warned us from the beginning. He was kind enough to warn Eve. Genesis chapter 2, verse 17. He told her if she ate, she would die. And she did. And God has been warning us ever since. Now, these things happened unto them by way of example, and they were written for our admonition, upon whom the ends of the ages are come. Wherefore, let him that thinketh he standeth take heed, lest he fall. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 11 and 12. So I guess the question is still important for us, too, right? What are we thinking? And it is for this, that we will watch ourselves, that we will take heed. It is for this, that I bow my knees today. Thank you for listening today. We hope you enjoyed this program. You can find out more about Bible Wave Media by visiting us at BibleWaveMedia.org. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We thank you for listening.